0: Fred Film Radio from Berlin International Film Festival Germany. Fred Film Radio, this is Chiara Nicoletti from the 74th Berlinale and with Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, directors of Devil's Path in competition. So first of all, what is the starting point of the story of this film?
1: So it started like many things too, uh, with a happy accident. It was like a podcast we listened to in which a historian talked about the loophole in history, and that was uh, suicide by proxy. Because religion um, said uh, suicide is the worst crime you can commit, because at the moment you committed, you are obviously you are dead and cannot repent, you cannot say you're sorry, you cannot confess. So people who wanted to die back in that time uh, came up with a solution for their problem, and it was to somebody else in order to be executed for that crime because before your own execution you could still confess and go to heaven and it's hundreds of cases all over europe mainly of women like two-thirds women uh, murdering uh, brutally physically murdering uh, other people and we're so fascinated that it's completely unknown basically nobody knows about that and that was like when we started to uh, dive into this whole thing and try to find out more
2: So we contacted the historian and she opened her her archive up and we could read all those kind of uh, protocols. And so we were deeply moved by reading, you know, these women's thoughts and fears and longings uh, because they would talk like they lived 300 years ago and they talk to us like, like, yeah, how, how their life was. And actually, historian historic sources are very few about that time. You don't know anything about normal people, you know. You know, history is very unjust. We know a lot about the rich people and about the famous people and about men. And so about the ordinary people, how they lived and, and what the women experienced. You don't know anything. And suddenly you read, you know, about them and um, she actually... She actually was interviewed three times because the inquisit, like the the guy who, know, who yeah the guy sure who interrogated her, her uh, he really wanted to know why she committed the crime. So he even asked about how was how was sex life with your husband, not not, not with those words of course, but <laughs> he asked her how was, and so so it was really interesting and moving to to read that.
0: A colleague said, but uh, I was expecting an horror film mm-hmm. from them and it's not an horror film. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering and I'm asking you, what's more horrific than a story inspired by a story like that inspired by two events? Do you agree?
1: Yes, I think if you <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally agreed, I think uh, if it was a horror film, it would actually be less horrific because horror is... um it somehow feels, in many cases, more artificial. And I think that this film is not so easy to label and that you actually know it's not following, let's say, the structure of a horror film. It doesn't do jump scares or twists and turns. So I think um that it's maybe more predictable, it feels more like real life, makes it more unpredictable emotionally. And we felt we needed to stay true to what this uh, character lived through, like... On her inside, in a way, it's a film about inner horrors. In that sense, it is a horror film because this person, um, experienced the worst hell you could experience. And we didn't want to betray that hell by putting it uh, into a structure of a conventional horror film.
0: I was thinking that it was even, you know, paradoxical in a way that the, the best way and the fast way to go to heaven, to die and go to heaven, was to uh, kill children in particular. And the protagonist, technically, apparently wants children. So it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, how did you work with with this paradox at, at the same time with the feeling that, for example, I had, that maybe this desire was only imposed by social pressure?
1: It wasn't think, a real one. I think that's uh, that's 100% true. Like to start like from the end of your question, I think it is something that society uh, opposes on her, and maybe she wants children of her own. But the pressure to make it happen right now is something that society inflicts. And um, the character, this whole um, film is based on in reality she seems to have been a perfectionist the sense many women or many people today still are so she always uh, thought she's not good enough she cannot succeed she cannot make other people happy and That started sort of um, this feeling of not being enough, uh, started um, a depression or melancholy that back then, of course, wasn't diagnosed in a classical sense. So I think it's a film about the pressure that society or back then church put on you. Yeah. So that was the end of the question. Sometimes it's like... I cannot give a very smart answer to that, I think. But, like, for example, what interested us in the phenomenon is that these women are not only victims of their times and of society, but they also committed atrocious crimes. So it's more complex and it's easier. It's it's harder to put it into one specific box and to say poor women or... um Murderers put them away. It's just more complex, and I think that she wants to have a, a, a child, and at the same time, commits an atrocious crime. I think makes it more complex in our minds. It least. makes
2: it more complex, but to me, actually, like the suffering, the suffering, how much, how 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 strong the suffering was is much stronger, because how I mean, do you can you imagine? I mean, the darkness in in yourself that drives you into killing someone. So how, so, so like, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the feelings they had, they must be so, they must have been so strong. It's even stronger. I think it makes a stronger impact yeah. than just
1: killing someone. <laughs> it's like, as she said, like the stakes are too high because it's the, a child is what she wants most. And even like, and yes. then that you commit the act towards a child that tells you as an audience, how bad, like uh, everything looks inside of yes. her. Yes, yeah.
0: For me, the film talks a lot about also the importance of mental health and to care for mental health. So mm-hmm. it speaks way today because, yes, we're not in, the, in that situation, but still her inability to talk about what she feels is something that we still experimenting today because mental health and mental illness is still a stigma. so in our society so you agree
1: very much so like as filmmakers we can only talk about present day because we don't like 100 know like how people back then have felt how their lives have been so everything we do as filmmakers is meant to talk about today and we feel that maybe the the systems that put pressure on you They have changed. It's not church anymore, maybe. Uh, Other things put pressure on you, but the pressure is certainly not less, but uh, more. The pressure to always function, to always uh, be able to do your work. I think that's as strong or even stronger than it has been um, back in the time. And with mental health, it's... um, it's the same i mean some people talk about it more openly but i think most people um it was uh, there was an article in the zeit uh, a few weeks back that talked about depression and i think one of the main problems is that most people suffer from it don't even know they just realize they don't function in their lives and in their work environment anymore and they try to cover up because they don't want to be embarrassed in front of everybody because you have to function, you have to work, and I think this pressure is insane and creates a lot of tragedy nowadays.
0: Grazie Thank you, so much. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. We've been talking to Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, directors of Davis Bath screening at the 74th Beninale in competition. This is Chiara Nicoletti for FRED, the Festival Insider.
1: FRED, 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 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone
0: app.